The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at Visit renlake.com and enjoy renlake.com bizbait the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish that's bizbait.com don't forget for that true canadian experience go to visit sunsetcountry.com that's visit sunsetcountry.com <laughs> This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Hello, everyone. This is Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And, you know, I hope you're coming out and following me into the great outdoors. Well, we've got a pretty good show lined up for you today. I mean, yes, I know we're still fishing, but, man, there's a lot of people in the woods hunting right now, whether it's pheasant, duck, goose, squirrel, uh, deer season in Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan. I mean, there's so many places going on right now. There was opening weekend in Wisconsin. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, about right now with daylight. <laughs> so there's lots of activity going on. So on you know, today's show, we're going to have a couple of interesting people. I hope you'll enjoy them. Randy Smith, he's the Wetland Wildlife Program Manager for the IDNR. He's going to be talking about... Uh, the waterfowl season and in Illinois and what we can do to possibly improve our waterfowl hunting in the state and uh, around the Midwest. He's a really interesting guy, and I'm looking forward to talking to him uh, about how to improve our chances. Sounds good to me. And then, oh, God, the, the, rain, the, trek, <laughs> the train has not even left the station, and it's going to fall off the track. <laughs> Mike Reynolds, my very, very good friend who I enjoy hunting and just hanging out with and laughing and, you know, having a cold soda pop, wink, wink. And uh, just he's coming on to talk about how to improve your chances of harvesting a deer this season and how to fool them when that trophy deer of a lifetime walks right in. It's unbelievable. Mike is a pro staffer uh, for Primos, for several other companies. Uh, He... Archery hunts, crossbow hunts, he shotgun hunts, uh, he goes in other states. He is a very accomplished hunter. And the neat thing is, he can put it in terms that even Chauncey can understand. That's what I love about Mike. <laughs> and then in our last segment, we're going to have some fishing reports. And we got to see if we got an Aiden report this week. Because it is deer season in Michigan. So 
I think he's up there with his his dad in a in a blind somewhere trying to find his uh, first deer of a lifetime. So I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll have to try to get some other outdoor outdoor information for you. So we have a full show, a lot of things going on. Don't go away. Pour yourself another cup of coffee, pour, maybe a glass of water, some soda pop, whatever you want to have, and just kick back and listen to the show because you're listening to Chauncey. And Chauncey's great outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's director's pheasant and quail hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester has everything you love and more. Their new take-home meals from Paul's Market right there in the store where you can bring it home, heat it, and enjoy your choice of baked lasagna, eggplant, baked rigatoni with vodka sauce, sausage and basil sauce, and more. Or you can try one of Paul's new family meals that will feed four to six people hot Ready for the table from eggplant parmesan, ricotta gnocchi, chicken parmesan with sides, and a dessert you can't go wrong. And while you're at Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, pick up a sandwich along with your take-home heat and eat meal for that true comfort food feeling. Place an order for pickup or delivery by phone to 708-531-9080 and tell them Chauncey sent you. 
Chauncey here. The 2022 Muskie Expo is coming to Northern Illinois January 7th, 8th, and 9th. Our new location is the Kane County Fairgrounds in St. Charles. It's a great venue, great vendors, great fun, and of course, I'll see you there. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and whoop, the phone is ringing. This is Randy Smith, who's the Wetland Wildlife Program Manager. He's in charge of all the quackers and honkers, I think, and maybe anything else that's in the swamps. Randy, how are you? Pretty good, Chauncey. Glad to be here. Oh, you know, duck season started a couple weeks ago. We are having way too much fun. As I'm outside and I'm doing something, I hear the the geese flying overhead and it gets that a little extra thump in my heart uh, you know just watching the ducks i mean it's this is really turning into an interesting thing with you know the season because i'm seeing a lot but you know i there's a whole bunch of questions i had i you know we have four zones in illinois we have you know goose numbers and duck numbers what what can you tell me is happening in the wetland wildlife area uh, we always have a ton going on. Uh, you know, our seasons are are relatively complex. Uh, that is partially due to, you know, the way waterfall regulations are set is a lot different than a, than the rest of our game species. You know, our deer or turkeys mm-hmm. or pheasants or anything like that. We we have to take the the rules that the federal government gives us, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and then we have to step those rules down to the state level. So. So things are a lot more complicated than just, you know, picking a couple dates on the calendar and going from there. We've got to, you know, we've got to worry about uh, these bigger federal frameworks, basically bookends on what we can do with our, our seasons in waterfowl, in the waterfowl world. So so that complicates everything a little bit right off the bat. And then, and then you know, to, to take it even further, then we have all these different varieties of species, you know, all the different species of ducks that all migrate at different times and prefer different habitats and different species of geese and local geese and migrant geese and um, so yeah, everything gets pretty pretty complex, but um, populations are good for the most part. Um, you know, I I try to preach habitat. If you've got good habitat, you'll have plenty of ducks and geese around. And habitat was, I think we had a little bit of problem. Well, for local geese, I I, I can't answer for you know Canada or northern Wisconsin, but for our, our local birds, we had a little bit of a tough year this because we had a lot of dry time. Yeah, that can that can impact things quite a bit. Um, geese probably aren't impacted as much as ducks are by drought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you think about where geese are hanging out. You know, it's uh, our, at least our resident geese a lot. You know, city parks, small ponds, um, places like that. So, so it really kind of gets them is when we have a year with flooding. Actually, a lot of the geese nest in different river corridors and and things like that. So, if we get a spring flood after the geese have already started nesting. 
that's when a lot of nests get wiped out and we see poor production. We saw really pretty good production around the state this year. Mm. Um, large broods, good population numbers. Uh, I think our population, our statewide population, breeding population estimate was actually up a little bit this year from, from the past few years. Um, so, yeah, uh, resident goose numbers are, are high, they're strong, um, and, you know, should offer plenty of uh, opportunities for hunters throughout the fall and winter. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's a quick question for you, and, you know, it has nothing to do with, you know, the hunting season, but my question to you is uh, goslings. You know, I've seen, it seems like I see a goose, you know, a mom and, you know, a pair, and they've got all their little goslings behind them, you know, swimming in the water and stuff, and they're just little guys. And I swear a week later, they've, you know, grown into like a six-pound bird. <laughs> yeah. Do, do yeah. they grow that fast? Yeah, I mean, growth rates are incredible. I mean, think about, think about you know, most animals that aren't humans. They go from born to, born or hatched, to, you know, essentially looking like adults in a pretty quick time period. You know, think about the, the puppy that you bring home and, you know, in a, in a matter of a couple of months, it's essentially a full-size dog. Um, you know, geese are the, the same way and, and they have to go from, you know, hatched out of an egg to uh, being able to fly in a pretty short period of time. I mean, we're talking, you know, about 60 days or so uh, to, to flight it. You think about those migrant geese that might be coming from, you know, the Hudson Bay region for, for migrant Canada geese or, or the high Arctic for snow geese or, or speckle bellies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they really have a very short window of time to be able to to eat and grow and become flighted and get out of there before winter weather starts kicking in again and, and running them off of those 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 places. So, yeah, they, they just grow like gangbusters and, and are are pretty much huge overnight it seems like yeah, yeah. It's the God. I'm, like, I'm like wait a minute you weren't that big yesterday you know yeah yeah but you know and but once again mother nature is taking care of herself her you know her children and she says now you guys gotta grow up fast because you gotta you gotta be able to fly you gotta get away from your you know uh predators you know the raccoons do enough damage when you're on the nest and then once you hatch you get everybody else chasing you from hawks to eagles to you know Raccoons, everything, everything, yep. everything you, you, you know, yep. you're low end on the, t- on the buffet table, folks, you know? <laughs> that, that's right, at least until they can start flying around, then it gets a little bit harder, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, that's when the raccoons start losing weight. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, one of the things, uh, Northern Zone is still going on. Uh, Central Zone opened up on oh, the second the, zone. The 30th this year, yeah. October 30th, yep. And then the, the, the third zone opens up when? Uh, opening day for the third zone is November 13th, mm-hmm. um, and then for the far so- south zone, November 27th. So pretty wide range of opening dates, over over a, a month difference between the, the north zone and the south zone, which just speaks to the you know, how long Illinois is and how diverse it is from, from north to south, you know, yeah. just, a, just a ton of difference in, in habitat types and you know, what the ducks and geese are even doing in those places. You know, northern Illinois, we're, we're still migrating through for the most part. Obviously, some Canada geese and, and some mallards winter there, but in the southern part of the state, I mean, that is really getting to be, you know, the, the southern extent of migration for some species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, I remember in my yurt, as they say, I was hunting in southern Illinois, and, you know, there were 10,000, 15,000 geese in these areas that I was hunting. And now they don't see that population because the geese are staying at multiple areas throughout the state if there's food for them they ain't moving 
Yeah, absolutely, and the the number should have been probably a lot higher than that. Hundreds of thousands of geese, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, in the in the heyday in southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's changed, and you know, we've talked about that uh, a lot over the years uh, with a variety of different folks, and there's a number of reasons for it, but. Um, you're absolutely right. If, if there's if there's food available and a little bit of open water that they can get to, they'll they'll stay north. There's there's really no reason for them to to head south. We've done some pretty interesting projects in the past few years, uh, looking at the behavior of some of these northern wintering geese around the the, the greater Chicago area. And mm-hmm. boy, they they're really adaptable. I mean, from uh, you know, finding spilled grain in uh, in train yards to um, you know burrowing into piles of of waste material uh, at um, I think like an ethanol plant or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, day roosting on on rooftops where they're out of the wind and away from predators. I mean, just just all kinds of uh, of, of neat, crazy things that you would never think a, a wild bird would do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in order to survive in in that in that location, and and really not have to migrate if they don't need to. Yeah. Hey, um, a couple of weeks ago we had Brett uh, Hendricks on and uh, talking about you know what to do and what to bring out if you're going to be a, a waterfall hunter and how to do it. You know, he field hunt, field hunts and stuff like that. But you know, one of the things he said was, in Illinois we have a three goose limit where some of the states around us had a five and he was singing the praises of having a three goose limit and uh, you know I, I kind of agreed with him you know and what can you fill me in on that yeah so so that's a, a kind of an interesting situation and so you know it, there's definitely different perspectives on it. Some folks want to make as big of a pile as they possibly can, and so that five goose limit is attractive to them. Or they want to try to um, uh, reduce the effects of uh, of maybe a, a, a nuisance population, so that five goose limit is also attractive to them. They're trying to, to actively bring down their statewide population. So in Illinois, we've got a little bit of a special situation that those geese that breed up around the, the Hudson and James Bay regions of of Canada, um, those geese still make up a relatively large part of our population. So, so we refer to those geese as Southern Hudson Bay population geese. Now they used to be called the MVPs, the Mississippi Valley population. Um, but those geese are still making up a, a fairly substantial part of our, of our statewide harvest, like 35 to 40%. So the concern is, is that, um, if, if we go to five, are, are those additional geese going to be made up of those, of those southern Hudson Bay birds, and are we going to put undue stress on that population that they won't be able to withstand? If we were to knock that population down substantially, um, one, it could reduce our hunter's success overall because there's just fewer of them, and two, a lot of our Mississippi flyway-wide uh, goose hunting regulations hinge on that population staying uh, staying high and staying viable, so we could we could end up um, changing the the regulations, the frameworks, the federal frameworks for the whole flyway if we were to over harvest that population. So we we kind of stay uh, intentionally conservative on our limits so that we don't put any undue stress on that that Hudson Bay population of Canada geese. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. 
<laughs> I'm glad you're doing it because I yeah. think it's it's better for the, the the population as a whole, the population as a whole for them. And you said the mallard populations are looking good, and you know some of the other ducks all looked good, the numbers wise. So I mean, it's it's looking for a pretty good season, I would say, for the hunters from Wisconsin down to Kentucky, you know, and you know from from. The Wisconsin line, the Cairo, Illinois, you know? <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, this year is, is a little bit different. The the drought set in on the prairies uh, where a lot of our birds in Illinois come from, and it, and it really depends where in Illinois you're hunting mm-hmm. um, about where your birds come from. So if we look at band returns from mallards, we know that hunters in the eastern half of the state shoot a lot more ducks from Ontario, Wisconsin, Michigan, basically the Great Lakes region in general, mm-hmm. whereas hunters on the western half of the state, you know, along the the um, the Illinois and Mississippi rivers um, are shooting a lot more ducks from Saskatchewan and Manitoba and North Dakota and South Dakota. There kind of seems to be a, a divide in in that area. Um, those prairie ducks are, are kind of in a bad way right now. The the droughts on the prairies are in pretty rough, pretty rough this year. Uh, production was probably down quite a bit because of uh, because of just the lack of ponds, lack of water on the landscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, duck populations are really, on the prairies anyway, are really closely tied to, to pond numbers. Um, in the Great Lakes states, you know, uh, the the water is more stable a lot of the times. It's less flashy in terms of uh, drought and uh, wet and dry periods. And so uh, those populations are a little more stable, probably didn't fluctuate as much as those prairie duck populations did. Um, so hunters on the eastern half of the state probably looking pretty good for, for mallard numbers, certainly for goose numbers. Wood duck numbers, based on our statewide banding, appear to be appear to be strong this year. Looks like another good production year for wood ducks. So, yeah, overall, um, you know, hunting success depends a lot on, you know, a lot on the weather, a lot on the local habitat. Um, you know, those are things that we really can't control. But the the numbers of birds are on the landscape. It's just a matter of being there the day they that they show up. Exactly. Well, Randy, I want to say thanks for coming on the show and talking about the health of the waterfowl population in the state of Illinois. (laughs) Not a problem at all, John. He enjoyed it. That's Randy Smith, everybody. He's the Wetlands Wildlife Program Manager for the state of Illinois, and he'll be back on, trust me. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's director's pheasant and quail hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, 
Let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. If you fish and hunt in Illinois, you'll love Midwest Outdoors magazine. Right now, you can get a full year of Midwest Outdoors, 12 issues, for only $14.95. That's a $15 savings off the regular newsstand price. Whatever species you fish, whatever game you hunt, Midwest Outdoors experts will share their time-tested techniques and favorite spots with you. Each month, Midwest Outdoors has dozens and dozens of articles, reports, maps, and proven methods to help you enjoy the outdoors. Illinois residents receive a free state section focusing on fishing and hunting right here in Illinois. Pick up Midwest Outdoors at leading newsstands. Or to save $15 off the annual cover price, subscribe to Midwest Outdoors. You'll get 12 issues for only $14.95. Call now, 1-800-606-3474. That's 1-800-606-FISH. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are accepted. Or to subscribe online, punch up MidwestOutdoors.com on the web. Midwest Outdoors, helping people like you enjoy the outdoors. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and well, he doesn't have, we don't have to wait for the phone to ring because we're calling him because he's somewhere in the great outdoors looking for that wily critter that's all brown with horns on his head. And we're not talking about a, an Angus, by the way, but <laughs> we're talking to Mike Reynolds, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Well, my I, don't, uh, I don't necessarily need horns, though, Chauncey. I can't eat them, so. Yeah, I know. And, and you can make enough pot of soup out of horns that they just don't taste good. And <laughs> to me, if you're looking to put meat in the freezer, take a dough. 
It's always better. Always better. Well, Mike, it is our annual deer season weekend, and you're, you know, getting ready to walk out the door to go chase the deer and, you know, find them and call me up and show me pictures and say, look what I got, Chauncey. But we have to talk about deer hunting in Illinois, right? Right. It's only getting better. I hate to say this. It really is. It's only getting better. Yeah, but let's don't tell everybody because everybody in the whole rest of the world is now going to Kansas or Ohio or Wisconsin or all the places they think that they're better deer hunting and better numbers and better big bucks. So mm-hmm. let's let them think that, and we'll keep this our secret. Yeah. Well, there's probably about 400 and some thousand people in the woods of Michigan deer hunting. There's, uh, you know, probably in excess of about, probably close to 100,000 people in Illinois chasing deer. Deer hunting is a, besides it being fun and great and you're out in the woods, it, it's great for the economy. <laughs> yeah, think about all of the small towns that support deer hunting and hunters in general. And when those guys go out into the woods, they're, they're near a small town and mm-hmm. they go for groceries they go for alcohol if they drink they go for snacks they go for to restaurants so it's it's it really helps the the, the local people yeah I mean, it's it, there's a tremendous amount of impact that that hunting, and I, I have the numbers, and it's it's literally in the millions and billions, you know, uh, across this country and stuff like that. But we need to talk about deer hunting, and we have done a number of deer seminars over at Bass Pro Shops and maybe some other places. But it's a, and I don't care what you shoot if you shoot a trophy, if you shoot a buck or a doe, it, it's a trophy animal if you harvest the deer. It just flat out is. But it's interesting the things how people don't realize how you can improve your odds of of taking a deer, right? Absolutely. You need to be where they want to be, mm-hmm. but you can also help with scents, with calls, with decoys. Uh, what else, John? With a food plot, if you, if you have a chance to, to hunt over a food plot. So there's all kinds of things that can kind of tip the scales because you got to realize these are wild animals. They're in their element. You're kind of going to their house, and you're trying to get them to come out, and they have the the odds are in their favor. So you're trying to get the odds tipped a little bit more in your favor, mm-hmm. and all those things, they all can help if you do them right. That's the magic word, if you do it right. Um, now, the things that are going to help you with deer hunting is deer have, they can hear, they can see, they can smell, Right. Right. My, in my experience, they'll hear something and run away. They'll see something and not run away, or maybe not run very far. But if they smell something they don't like, they run away. So my, uh, I guess my goal is always to fool their nose. And there's two schools of thought with that. There's the guys that want to be a ghost. The guys that don't want anything to know they're there. They're as scent-free as possible. That's a little bit too fanatical for me. I know guys that do really, really well by being that way. I'm just not that disciplined. The second school of thought is guys that admit that they're going to get caught, that they're going to get scented, but they want to try to convince the deer they're either really far away or they're part of their herd. And that's where scent control and scents come into play. Hmm. Okay. I, n- I never thought about that one. 
I never thought about that one. What is the term with the horse? They're uh, the fleet and something, you know. They spook and they run because they don't want to be eaten. They know they're low on the food chain. <laughs> right. Well, they're prey animals. Yeah. And prey animals oftentimes, they boogie before they figure out why they're boogieing. It, and, and the same as if you spook one deer, you've spooked all the deer around him because they have noises they make and they have sense that they emit mm-hmm. that the other deer in the area know something's wrong. And you know the noise they make. They, they blow. They sound... And that tells everybody in the woods that some they know something's wrong, or they'll stomp. And I've heard it said that when they stomp, they're doing two things. They're trying to get you to move, but they're also depositing an interdigital, which is between the toes, scent. And that's alerting other animals that there's danger in the area. Interdigital? Interdigital scent, yes. Well, you there's, look- your, there's, there's your new word for the day. Yeah, I was, you looked that one up, didn't you, Mike? And... <laughs> Well, that's kind of a cool thing. You know, like I said, it's, you've got to fool their nose. You have to fool their nose. And after that, then you're looking at what? Sight or hearing? Oh, I think it would depend on the situation. Because if they can see you and smell you, you're done. If they can hear you and see you or, and, and smell you, you're done. Mm-hmm. So... It, it, it all depends. I always try to fool the nose because if, if you stay still, biologists say that they'll lose you in the background if you don't move. They're geared toward movement because everything that's trying to eat them is going to move on them. I, so I, if you stand yeah. still, you basically can disappear. And the, the one thing I tell new guys that, that I'm not mentoring because I don't, I, I'm trying to help come along when you see a deer, do not crouch. Because if he's looking at you and he sees you crouch, there's the movement. If you just stand still, he might lose you in the background. So don't crouch. Yeah. Stand still. Stop moving. Stand still. And is it is it kind of an old wives' tale? Old people always told me, try to avoid eye contact. So look away from them. Don't let mm-hmm. them see them looking at you looking at them. Right. That, I, yes, I've heard that, and I've tested that theory, and that's true. That, that, that one is a true. Don't look at them. Because if yeah. you're not looking at them, they don't think that you're looking at them, you know? <laughs> exactly. You know, and uh, you, you mentioned uh, the, the other thing right before, you know, looking at them. Don't move. Go, go to a complete freeze. Uh, when I was archery hunting in uh, Michigan, when I was in my yurt, as they say, I had a deer uh, walking towards me, and I was just—I wasn't in fancy camo. I was in that old, you know, what do you call it, the uh, Pacific Marine Corps camo. You know, they're just the blotches. Uh-huh. And I'm standing there, and this buck was walking, and I'm like, "This thing has to see me," and it kept walking at me, and it kept walking to me, and it kept walking to me, and you know, I'm hearing it make little noises, and it's walking at me, and I go. Oh my God! But I can't pick up my bow because I, that's a movement. Mm-hmm. And that deer walked up to five feet of me, and then it got a whiff of me, and its eyes opened up, its ears went straight up, and I don't know what happened to the deer. <laughs> yeah, I bet he about turned himself inside out to get away from it. Oh, I, I could have never shot, but I was like, 
Wow, if you don't move. Yeah, that's exactly because of their they're being prey animals. Their eyes are geared mm -hmm. more towards movement. Yeah. So just stand still. That's cool. Now, what's the the, the third one, you know, that, well, that's, you know, sight and the, the, the nose is really important. Hearing, you know, I think they just, what do they do? They just listen for a noise or is it the, the, they hear something and run like hell? No, no, no. If you think about it, there's noises in the woods. You and I have been in the woods a bunch of times turkey hunting and it's yeah. a noisy place. Yeah. What I usually say in my seminars and, and what seems to have been my experience is they don't, they key on noises that don't fit. By that I mean human noises. A, a stand that creaks, that's a metal sound. That's not natural. If I wear, you know I wear a ring. I always have a ring on. When my ring bangs against the, the metal stand, again, a metal sound. They, that's not a natural sound to them. Mm. Now, if you're walking through the woods, my brother carries, on the way in every morning, if he still does it, he carries a turkey call. If he spooks deer while he's walking through the woods in the dark, he'll, put, he'll make some soft clucks or a tree yelp because they're used to hearing sounds. When you walk, you're making normal sounds if you're not walking in the two-step cadence of a human. Shuffle your feet or... I knew one guy that used to go to the extreme and walk heel to toe. If you want to walk slow and you want to walk in a four-beat gait that sounds like a deer because they have four feet, mm -hmm. try to walk heel toe, heel toe, heel toe. You cannot do that fast. No. And it gives, it covers up your human gait because a human gait is step, 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 step. If you go heel toe, it goes step, 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 step. So it makes it sound like a four-beat gate. Mm -hmm. But the sounds of humans and unnatural sounds and unnatural wood sounds is what they key on. Mm -hmm. That's true. Another little side thing about deer hunting was, um, you know, People are like, you know, watch how you shoot the deer. Watch how you shoot the deer because you're going to spook all the other deer. I've had people that I was hunting with, and they were a safe distance from me, and they shot their gun off, and it made a big noise. And the deer that I could see not far away from them just kind of stood there and looked like, well, what was that, you know? It didn't really spook them. Is. Yeah, they didn't spook from it. Yeah, they don't know it's a gun. Think of a clap of thunder. Mm -hmm. They hear claps of thunder. They hear cars backfiring. Mm -hmm. They hear farm sounds. They don't know what it is until you make them know what it is. Yeah. And then everybody's on the run. <laughs> then it's a stampede. Yeah, then it's a stampede. The, the rush begins. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's not to say, you and I both know, there are no always, there is no never. They don't always react the same way. They don't ever do the same thing. You may shoot at a deer and miss it, and it may spook and run to kingdom come. But for the most part, they don't know what a gunshot is. Mm -hmm. Unless they've been shot at before, and then I'm sure they'll, they've figured it out. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just a loud noise. And it'll startle them, but it may not spook them. So if you shoot and miss, don't yell, don't swear, because there's a noise that doesn't occur in nature. Mm -hmm. Don't stand up, because they'll see the movement. 
sit quietly, curse yourself inwardly, yeah. and watch and watch his reaction or her reaction and yeah. see what she does. She may not go very far. She spooks. She may not go very far. Yeah. Back to the scent thing. You like to use uh, a product that it's like a calming effect on deer. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I use um, a scent called Evercalm. Yeah, Evercalm. It's, oh, it saved me more times than than I can even imagine. It's a, it's a scent that was found by accident, actually. A guy that worked in, in Doug and Karen Roberts' farm had wanted to go hunting, didn't have time to go change clothes. He had been in the deer barns. He ran out and he hunted and he smelled like deer. And he saw more deer that night than he had seen in quite a while. And he mentioned it to Doug, and they kind of laughed it off. And then Doug got to thinking about, hmm, hmm, maybe there's something to this. So he started messing around with that, and they found out that if you smell like a bunch of deer, and Evercalm is, is formulated with the, the, the smells of a bunch of deer. There's some asterisk scent, there's some urine there's some buck scent, there's some fawn scent, there's there's bedding scent, there's all kinds of scents in this. And basically what it's trying to do is you're trying to convince the deer that you're a bunch of deer and you're fine and everything's okay. There's no alarm scent in it, there's it's just calm scent and, and it it basically lures the deer into a false sense of security. Mm. Interesting. Maybe that's my problem. I smell like bacon and eggs and, you know, side of sausage and grits, you know. <laughs> it could very well be. They also have, this time of year, because the rut is on right now, from what everybody's been telling me, that the rut is on. Oh, yeah. They have a scent called VS1. Mm-hmm. It is by far the most powerful female estrus scent, doe estrus scent out there. Mm-hmm. It's completely 100% natural. And I was able to miss the biggest buck of my life because of it. And yes, I did miss a 190 class. Oh! Yeah, there's a bunch of years ago. Mm-hmm. It was a really cool, I got a, a really cool article about buck fever out of it from mm-hmm. Midwest Outdoors. But this buck came in uh, downwind of me at well, 60 yards at first. Mm-hmm. And he quartered a little bit towards me. And the wind was probably 10 miles an hour constant. So it was blowing VS1 right at him. And he definitely knew, he definitely smelled it because I saw him throw his nose in the air. But I came unglued. But I would have never even, probably not even seen him if it was not for VS1. Wow. And, you know, and there's other products uh, also that, I mean, I was uh, in a uh, physically challenged hunt. Uh, for deer in the state of Illinois, and I had put out uh, where you dip that material into like a dough and heat uh, scent and then hang it, you know, low in a tree. And I watched the buck walk right up to that deer and that piece of white and give it a really good, you know, sniff. <laughs> well, that was the last thing he sniffed. And uh, <laughs> I got the guy a deer and he thought I was the greatest guy on the face of the earth, you know. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to be lucky. Yeah, it's good to be lucky, buddy. Well, well, Mike, and then lastly, but always, be safe in the great outdoors. That's the most important thing. That's the absolute most important thing because 
your life is not worth a deer. No. If you're in a tree stand, and, and you and I have gotten to the point now where we're more ground hunters than, mm-hmm. than tree stand hunters, but if you're in a tree stand, they make all kinds of safety products. Hunter safety system is one of the best things going. Yeah. It's a real easy thing to put on. It's like a vest, and it attaches you to the tree. Unless, of course, you have wings. Yeah. If you can fly, then you're you're golden. Yeah, what the hell? But no. I don't know anybody that flies. We mostly <laughs> bounce when we fall out of the tree stand. And the second bounce isn't very high. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> we, guys our age, we bounce and then crunch. But That's right. Or crunch and then bounce. <laughs> but yet, wear a full body harness. Yeah. And wear a, use a safety line when you're going up and down the ladder. Again, exactly. I have nothing to do with them, but I, I use their products. I believe in them. They make a lifeline where... You're attached to the tree from the time you leave the ground to the time you get into your tree stand. They have a, a, a line that comes down, mm-hmm. you attach your, your harness to it, you run the prussic knot up as you go up. If you should fall, the prussic knot will hold you, and you'll be fine. Cool. Yeah. Well, I know you want to get out in the woods, my friend, so I wish you all the luck, and I want to see lots of photos of that big buck or the big doe that you take, okay? I will be happy to send you, and you'll be in for a little bit of... Some backstrap, maybe. Well, also, I do take liver, just so you know. Yeah, you're welcome to it. I'll take it all. (laughs) Everyone, my good friend, hunting buddy, and everything else, just a really good friend and and an outdoor friend also, Mr. Mike Reynolds. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks, Chauncey. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. It's that time of the year to get out into the field for the Illinois Conservation Foundation's Director's Pheasant and Quail Hunt at the Wayne Fitzgerald State Park in beautiful Wren Lake area, November 29th and 30th. Treat yourself and get your hunting friends to come for two days of a guided pheasant and quail hunt with dogs, lodging, food, bird cleaning, and memories that'll last a lifetime. The event includes late morning check-in and lunch on November 29th, a full afternoon of hunting, followed by a cocktail reception, dinner, and auction in the evening. On November 30th, a morning hunt is scheduled. So sign up at ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org. See you there. Waterworks has been through this pandemic for everyone who owns a boat or dreams of buying a new boat. Waterworks wants to make your dream of owning a 2022 Lund or Low boat powered by your Mercury outboard this year. Waterworks is taking deposits now for the 2022 London Low Boats with a Mercury outboard motor to be ready for that fall fishing trip. But if you have a boat you're not using or want to sell or maybe trade in, let Waterworks give you a price no one can match. Waterworks will hold your special Waterworks price on these new models and give you all those special price incentives way before any boat show and guarantee to hold that price today with a deposit made today. So stop in now and make a deposit on your 2022 Lund or Low for that fall fishing trip with a new Mercury outboard at a price no one can match. Go to waterworks.com or call them at 708-798-9700. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, 
all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Hello everyone, Chauncey here, and I highly recommend the newest Italian family restaurant in the western suburbs is now open to rave reviews. It's called GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. This is a true family restaurant with a menu of the freshest ingredients with attention to detail and creativity. GP Italiano invites you to join them for dinner out with your friends or even that special person. Or how about dinner with your family with special pricing just for kids for homemade pastas and pizza for only $8. You can't go wrong with that. You'll come back twice a week because the kids will want to come back. But with an appetizer, salad, homemade pastas, entrees, artisan, wood-fired pizzas, and more, oh, it is so good. Make your next dinner reservation or pick up to go at GP Italiano at 1 South LaGrange Road in LaGrange, Illinois. That's LaGrange Road and the train tracks right there in downtown LaGrange. Give them a call at 708-325-4590 and tell them Chauncey sent you. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! Chauncey here. The 2022 Muskie Expo is coming to Northern Illinois January 7th, 8th, and 9th. Our new location is the Kane County Fairgrounds in St. Charles. It's a great venue, great vendors, great fun, and of course, I'll see you there. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookandHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the magazine for the true Midwest sportsman, Run Lake Area Tourism at VisitRenLake.com and EnjoyRenLake.com, BizBait, the soft plastic baits made for the professional bass angler who want to catch more fish. That's bizbait.com. Don't forget for that true Canadian experience, go to visitsunsetcountry.com. That's visitsunsetcountry.com. <laughs> 
segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Now take down your fishing pole and meet me at the fishing hole. We may not get a bite all day, but don't you rush away. What a great place to rest your bones and mighty fine for skipping stones. You'll feel fresh as a lemonade setting in the shade. Whether it's hot, whether it's cool, oh, what a spot for whistling like a fool. What a fine day to take a stroll and wander vision hole. I can't think. Welcome back, everybody, to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I hope you're kicking back and enjoying today's program. And if uh, you're getting ready to go out fishing and if you're listening to the show and you're a deer hunter, well, you better be in your tree stand with listening to the stream at ESPN Chicago app with the headphones on because you don't want to scare the deer. (laughs) But let's, let's get into some outdoor information. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources are taking applications for youth and adult turkey hunting for spring 2022 to turkey hunting on private lands through the Illinois IRAP program. Remember we had that, Aunt Tammy came on and talked to us all about this program? They've got more than 20,000 acres of private land that they can use, creating 635 public access turkey sites in 41 counties. That's going to be available in 2022. Sounds perfect to me. If you want more information on this, go to the dnr.irap at Illinois.gov. Send them a little note. They'll get information for you. Or you could just, you know, go online and type in IRAP in the website. Also, uh, we want to remind everybody that uh, in Illinois, the deer hunting this weekend, uh, the hunters and counties were chronic wasting disease. CWD has been detected. Uh, at, you'll have to take your deer into a check station this year. They will uh, take out the glands and have them sent in for testing because it's very important to do that. The check stations that they're using by the DNR to monitor CWD is Boone, Carroll, DeKalb, Grundy, Joe Davis, Kane, Kankakee, Kendall, LaSalle, Livingston, McHenry, Ogle, Stevenson, Will, and Winnebago counties. Uh, As a matter of fact, this past week in the state of Michigan, there have been more than 550,000 deer hunters (laughs) have been in the woods and fields of Michigan to try their luck at bringing some venison home. Well, I'm missing it this year, but that's okay. Um, They're estimating that that brings to the general economy of Michigan. If someone tells you hunting in the outdoors doesn't support the, the businesses... 11.2 11.2 billion. That's what a B. Billion with a B each year is brought into this by the state hunters, and they're contributing 8.9 billion. That's about 80 percent of the critical dollars to that 11.2 billion. Isn't that amazing? And that's for hunting. Wow. Uh, We want to remind hunters to be safe in the field and back in at deer camp. Uh, If you're staying at camp with folks that are outside of your household and aren't vaccinated, remember to wear a mask if you're indoors and try to be six feet apart and sleep in separate rooms, tents, trailers, whatever, if possible. Sanitize your hands and surfaces regularly and stay well 
and have fun in the great outdoors. Report here from our friends in Pennsylvania. On the evening of October 28th, uh, 2021, angler Richard Nicholson, 62 years old from Collinsville, Fayette County, was fishing from the banks of the, well, they, they just call it the Yogi River. It's the Yogahiney River, uh, Yogahiney River. And him and his son, Rich Nicholson Jr., were, you know, using, you know, spinning reels, fish in the river, you know, nothing big river, small river. Creek chubs, uh, you know, live creek chub attached, a number two hook, having fun. They caught some nice fish. You know, uh, they're working a sandbar. The first fish was a nice big sauger, then a 27-inch walleye. And then he hooked the fish of his lifetime. He, about 6.45 in the evening, his son saying, Dad, the rod's bent over. Check it out. His dad grabbed the rod, fought it for 25 minutes. When they got it into the net, which broke the net, by the way, <laughs> it was a 34-inch with a 21-and-a-half-inch girth walleye. <gasps> Nick Sr. calls himself a meat eater, brought the fish home and was going to flay it and have it for dinner the next day. And his son in the next morning came up and said, Dad, I just went online. I think we better take that fish and have it weighed. And sure enough, that fish tipped the scales uh, at 18 pounds, one ounce. And that beat the old record by a full one pound that was on the line for 41 years. Isn't that amazing? Congratulations to those anglers. Now let's hear from our Aiden Fishing Report. Papa, not much fishing today. I'm typing this on Dad's phone in the deer blind. Everything's going okay. A little cold, but I have hot chocolate, lots of cookies to eat. And just like you, I've taken several naps. My dad says I snore. Everything's, the woods are real quiet. We did have a doe come nearby. I don't have a doe permit, but my dad forgot he had a doe permit until I asked him, Dad, I thought you told me you had a doe permit. And then he just looked at me and said, shh, don't tell anyone. So I'm just telling you because I know you're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> Aiden, I'm reading the letter completely. <laughs> um, my other friends, Rachel's parents were fishing the Muskegon River and said they caught some nice fish on spawn sacks and skein steelhead. Uh, they took two apiece for a total of four steelhead. That's what I call good fishing. Talk to you soon. Sorry we're not going to see you on Thanksgiving, but love you a bunch anyway. By the way, send some fishing stuff for the spring. That's my grandson, Aiden. Well, I can hear the flu playing, and before we go into a Native American proverb... If you want a more detailed fishing report of many other areas, go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors and see our video fishing report. Well, this Native American proverb comes from Apensui Majawat. And while we may be sitting at the table enjoying a large Thanksgiving feast, remember there's a lot of people out there who aren't. We should do something for them. Remember that. And this proverb says, give thanks for unknown blessings already on their way. Give thanks for unknown blessings already on their way. Please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storm, the turkey they're chasing, the deer my buddy Mike is chasing, the, the ducks that are flying overhead at Morrow's blinds, and everything else in the great outdoors. We're barring it all from our children's children's children. Let's make sure there's more for them. And be thankful next week and every day of the week. Take care, everybody.